Welcome to the Ogletree Deacons Podcast, a brief discussion of compelling legal issues and practical insights. Please note that the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be, nor should it be construed as legal advice. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or through your favorite podcast service. Please consider rating and reviewing so that we may continue to provide the content that covers your needs. Please enjoy the program. Hello, podcasters, and thank you for joining us for the Ogletree Deacons podcast today. My name's Kevin Bland, and I'm here with shareholder Karen Tynan out of our Sacramento office. And oh, by the way, I'm from the Orange County office. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about some Department of Labor data the statistics on workplace safety issues that can help you in making business decisions and safety decisions and maybe some appeal decisions uh, and maybe some settlement decisions today. So Karen, why don't we start with kind of talk about, we're going to be talking about data. Where are we getting this data? Now that's a good foundational question, Kevin. I work closely. We have a department in Ogletree with a lot of resources led by Tim Fox. And a lot of people are familiar with the establishment search page, right? Mm -hmm. That they'll go and look up a company. Well, we go a little, a lot deeper than that. The Department of Labor has incredible amounts of information and data that you can just go in and download. And so what Tim and his team have done is download 37 million different records that include inspection records, accident abstract records, records of no violation, strategic code records, all of this that is in there and maintained by the Department of Labor. And then after that data is downloaded, we apply filters. He's come up with ways of visualization all of that. And and part of what we're doing with that data is looking for trends. Uh, We're also looking for information historically that can help us understand, you know, different types of citations, different industries, what, what particular industries might face. So I think it's very helpful data, not just for the, oh, isn't this cool, but for the ways that California employers and any employer really can use that information to make their safety programs, their choices around appeals and OSHA inspections, make better choices and be more informed. So this can be dissected in our database by state, by city, by different locations. By industries, by by the different regulations. He kind of and I'm saying this as a lay person, he kind of slices and dices all the information (laughs) And then kind of serves it up for us. It's pretty amazing. And the most simple version of it is on our OSHA tracker that is on the Ogletree website and employers can click around and apply some filters. And then we do have some more kind of sophisticated subscription uh, products that add some other filters and some bells and whistles and help us look at data just uh, like peeling back an onion a few more layers deep. So... Workplace safety by the numbers, basically, is go. what we're going to talk about now. And uh, and thanks for talking because that's I think it's an important tool that our clients and even people that aren't our clients can come and dig around in. Oh so, yeah. So uh, let's dig into some of this data and see what we can glean from it and share with the uh, uh, folks. 
we're in California, right? Yes, we okay. are today. <laughs> so yeah, today. Uh, so let, why don't we start with talking about some interesting data that you, you have gleaned from this in California? Sure. Tim has gone back and, you know, all the way into the 70s, right? But but I'm not really interested in 1976 or 1978. I think I was in middle I was school. very interested in 1776. <laughs> that was a really good year. That was a good year. Yeah. Um, and 1976, right? The 200-year yeah. anniversary. We all yeah. had a bunch of celebrations. Yeah. Bicentennial. I yeah. remember I had a t-shirt. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. Go ahead. No, that's all right, Kevin. <laughs> so so I, I kind of focus with Tim on the last 10 years. So when you look at 2022 back to 2012 and just grab that good 10-year point, right? You can take a look and the number of inspections per state, so the total number of inspections over those 10 years, California leads that. Are you surprised, Kev? No. <laughs> right? No, no I, I'm not. And I want to comment on an interesting thing about the 10-year thing, because mm -hmm. you think about with this data, because it can also kind of glean. There was different administrations during that period. Yes. And different, like in California, there were, I think that was covered three different chiefs right. of Cal OSHA during that time period. So it was kind of interesting right. from that perspective. But anyway, go ahead. But always aggressive, right? <laughs> Maybe with different, different um, tactics. Different focus, yeah. different policy concerns. Uh, but always but, at the top. Yes. And when you look at the data, so so we've got the data that, you know, 2012 to 2022, California has the most inspections. But next to California, number two, and it's not close, right? California has about 88,000 inspections. The next state down is Washington State. And I think it's an important piece of data to understand that Washington's economy is not even probably a tenth of California's, but they have 50% as of the number of inspections. So 54,000 inspections over those years, 2012 to 2022. So that tells me that Washington is another aggressive place. You know what would be interesting? I don't think we have this data, but it's something I want to, uh, maybe we'll talk about in another podcast, but what does that mean? How many per employer? Per person? Per, or per, per employer. employer. Yeah. How many employers are in California versus Washington? Right. Yeah. I, I think it is very interesting uh, because Washington doesn't get the attention that California does. Now, rounding out the top states for the number of inspections, you know, Texas is up there too. Texas, New York, Oregon in that top list. And I think Texas, it, obviously it's a big state, right? Lots of industries there. I think it tells us that, you know, if employers want to focus some efforts you know, California, Washington, Michigan, New York, Texas, those are your top five. Yeah. And one that I find interesting is Michigan. I didn't think Michigan would be a high, but if you think about the manufacturing and the yes. things they have uh, in Detroit and different areas there, it could explain that. But what another interesting one in Chicago, big industry mm -hmm. right there. And it's pretty far down on the list. I mean, it's still in the top 10, right. but it, it's not in the top five. And you would think a, a Chicago would be right. a, a higher on the list there. So, that kind of this, and this is by saying, now, how do we compare California to the country? I know you touched on it. Yeah. Uh, so but kind of with maybe some penalties and some other things that may be helpful and insightful. Right. So if you take a look at the citations that get issued per state, so we're not just talking about inspections now, we're talking about citations issued, California leads, right? California's the top 193,000 citations issued 2012 to 2022. Washington's number two, 
Michigan's right behind Washington State. Texas is right there also. But if you look at the dollar penalties issued, California is not the top. And so that tells me that on a per citation basis, California is not necessarily issuing big dollar citations as consistently as other states. And and it's probably worth noting that up until recently, California's penalty structure was the highest as far as what they could issue uh, for a maximum penalty. Uh, Now it's even evened out uh, across federal and California. The feds kind of tried to catch up, but this is, and we're not even in the top 10 in California on the amount of penalty. The penalties based on the citations. Now, you can take a look, and I want to talk about inspections, back to inspections, because I want to talk about the trends, because I think this is helpful to employers, is that the number of inspections out there, there was a dip in 2020, and that makes sense, doesn't it, Kev? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people were locked down, and shoot, we were doing Zoom trials. Right. (laughs) Just like our other podcast, talking about Zoom trials. With that, there was a dip in 2020 that really kind of skews the data, 2020, 2021. But when we look at the 2022 data for the number of inspections that are being opened, it's back up. We've yeah. gone through a dip and we are headed back up. It's almost a 90 degree. I would say it's, <laughs> right. yeah, it's maybe a 30. I don't know what that, right. I don't know if this, if this is zero, then it's right. probably like about a 30 degree. It's a, it's a steep incline. It didn't just, it didn't right. trending up. It's shooting up in 2022. I like the way it's shoot, And we're almost back to the 2019 numbers. And if you think about it, there's been a lot of turnover at Cal OSHA. There are some empty inspector and district manager positions. So this trend, we're going to be back to the pre-COVID numbers by the end of 2023. So what does that mean? That means more inspections. And I think that employers knowing, okay, now we're back to more inspections. You know, we need to be prepared. And like some of our other podcasts, how do you prepare for an inspection? It'd be worth listening to because there's a chance you're going to get one now. That's a good endorsement, Kevin. I remember when we did that one. Also, our inspector tactic podcast would be good if you think about it. So, so then, so that's inspections. Well, by the number of citations being issued, that's not the number of inspections, but let's just look at citations being issued. There was also a dip in 2020, a harsh dip, right? That continued into 2021, but now we're almost back to the numbers from 20, say, 17 and 2018, where the trend is upward for issuing citations, not just being inspected, but having citations issued. And Kevin and I are looking at the graph. It's another what you would call steep. Yes, it's it's another steep uptick. And, And this is somewhat anecdotal on my part. But I have another theory, too, that oh. drive these numbers a little bit that as I'm sitting here looking at this and talking about it off the cuff is before I think they concentrated on the number of inspections more uh-huh. to get those number of inspections up. Now we're seeing more when they get there, they're doing more wall to wall. They're not so isolated. So instead of doing, Good you point. know, 50 inspections in a month, they'll do 10 deep inspections in a month. So this number can tell you, yeah, it's creeping up. So not only are they got more inspectors and doing starting to go up in inspections, but remember 
the quality of inspector or the the things they're looking the at, or, yeah, the depth is greater. I like that point, Kevin. And in talking about the depth of inspections, some of the data that, that Tim Fox and his team pulled, we can see how many citations are issued per inspection on average. This is California. And there, again, there was a dip around 2020 and 2021. But again, the trend is back up. So the number of citations issued per inspection on average is 2.11. What do you think of that number? So it means that there's a couple of citations per inspection. Yeah, well, I have a, I have a theory on this one. Let's talk about the, uh, an inspection. Sometimes it's a complaint where you get a letter. And, right. and California mandates complaint inspections. They have to do either an inspection by letter or physical. And a complaint is something where an employee calls in and says, hey, they're doing this wrong. Right. Well, the issue is they're mandated. So they have to do, they do more inspections and those net the least amount. Because well, I yes. think we're going to talk later about some federal numbers right. in comparison. And you'll see how their, their inspections, they may do less inspections, but they're more costly. And we'll get to the data on that. And so because of that, I see, and then, you know, the, the 2020 year, they had what, like 10,000 complaint inspections, oh, yeah. you know, of which I would get, venture to say, and we probably have data on this and I don't have it in front of me, but very few netted a, a, a citation being issued. So that really right. skews the data. <laughs> and so we got to kind of keep that in mind in, in the statistical analysis of the number. But one thing to keep in mind too, is we're looking at this because when we look at the graph, you can't see it but it kind of goes up and down and all this stuff, but never has it been three and never has it been less than two. We're bouncing in decimals right. that makes the graph look a little bit. More right. Cool. And I think it's important for employers to know, okay, included in all the analysis for California inspections is this percentage of inspections that are just the letters that go out that say, we've gotten a complaint, please respond. Tell us if you've examined this hazard and the resolution. Right. And those, I don't, I, and they don't go in the circular file. I don't want to give anyone that impression, but they're certainly not the highest priority, the highest attention, but those get included. And so those inspections that don't necessarily lead to a lot of citations, I think like you skew the data down, but I think it's important to know citations per inspection. It's not just one. If they're, if you're getting citations, you're usually going to get more than one. You talked about in another podcast, your step ladder case. What was it called? Uh, the step up bench case. The step up bench case. That had one single citation, yeah. right? And you went to trial over that. But uh, an inspection that only has one citation is really not the norm. So let's talk. We, we're talking about inspections Tim has other data that he's pulled, and, and I'd like to talk about this a bit, the percentage of inspections where there are citations issued, because I think this is an important number for employers so they can understand, well, how likely is it that if I have an inspection that starts, am I, am I likely to get citations? And there was, a, again, a dip in 2020 where the numbers go down, but 2022, the number is 72% of inspections lead to citations. Which is the highest number ever. Ever. Well, I don't know what's before 2012, but 
I, right. I, I'm, I'm venturing. I'm going to go out on a limb and say even before 2012, they were yes. never uh, 71%. Uh, and there's something else I want to point out, and I just talked about it, was the complaint inspection. A lot of complaint inspections don't get one. So if you have, and what, I'll, what, what anecdotally I'll pull from this data is if you have a physical inspection, I bet you the number is in the 90 percentile. Right. You know, because once in a while we get a notice of no violation, but you're probably going to get a citation of some sort if they are physically show up. Right. If That's why you want to listen to our podcast that talks about consent to inspect. <laughs> right. So, so if there's an inspector across the threshold, it is more likely than not that you will receive citations. That's yeah. a true statement. Yeah. And it's based on data, not on you and me kind of playing fast and loose. Exactly. Okay. So I want to talk, so we've talked about citations, inspections. We've also pulled data about the top standards by the number of citations issued. Kevin, when you look at this list for the top, let's talk about the top three, four, five, something like that. IIPP is the top standard in citations. You're not surprised. Oh, not at all. Um, every, almost every time. And, and here's the trend. Uh, this, uh, when I look at this top 10 list, every one of them is a paperwork violation. What I mean is their IIPP, heat analyst prevention plan, uh, failure to report. It's all things that are administrative in nature when you think about it. And that's why we're always Honing right, in it's on, about get the documents, have the documents in line, have your program. Right. Mm -hmm. So the top standards that have citations issued in California, by and far you, uh, citations for your injury and illness prevention program, the heat illness prevention plan and reporting work connected fatalities. And and you and I know that because if, if you report late, one minute filter, late, one minute late, you're getting that 342. Yeah. You know, one way to use this data is to say, well, I'm going to button up my IIPP, my heat illness program, my code of safe practices. Don't um, give them the low hanging fruit. Right. Why not make your program buttoned up, make sure you've got everything that's required in those plans and, and make it more difficult. I agree, Kevin. The next piece of data we have is the top 10 standards by the penalty amount. So I look at this list, and this is also 2012 to 2022, Skylights Fall Protection is the top. What do you think? Um, absolutely. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. This is where the nuts and bolts are, right? These are right. the paperwork thing to me is, yeah, it's kind of picky. These are nuts and bolts, right? Fall protection, lockout, tag out, Powered securing loads, yeah, forklifts, you know, uh, guarding a machinery. So this is really the bread and butter. And so what if you're looking at the dollar amount that you're going to get penalized for, these are big ticket items. So you can use right. this and say, what are we going to focus on in the field? What are we going to make sure that, well, and we should make sure in all safety that we're right. following the rules and doing it. But these are things that can be really big ticket items. So a focus for your safety program, you take this list and you start focusing on that, you're going to reduce your risk. Any risk of workers' comp, because everything here could have a workers' comp claim attached to it because it could be an injury. You are right. These top standards, fall protection, control of hazardous energy, powered industrial trucks, securing loads, another guardrails at elevated locations. I've had quite a few of those cases over the years. Guarding requirements, 
Yeah, basically what this does, you go on this and you pull this uh, data, it gives your safety department, here's the top 10 things this year we right. want to hone in on. Right? Yeah, I totally agree. And if you look just quickly, I wanted to talk about the top industries based on the number of citations in California. And Kevin, you're not surprised. The top industry for the number of citations is commercial and institutional buildings. Yeah, construction, right? Right. So the first, the top five are all types of construction, which, and I have some theories on this. So one of the theories is if you think about it, this stuff is out and open, right? Right. You drive by, they're not doing construction that where it's covered and you can't see it from the street. So you've got more opportunity for an inspector to be driving to go do a sweep inspection at a warehouse and look over and see, hey, the scaffold doesn't have a guardrail up. They're going to pull in because they're, they're allowed and to do that. Up. Walk up is an open and obvious hazard. So you're going to have construction hit more often because that it's also a high hazard industry. I am going to give uh, a plug for uh, one of my uh, industries that actually gave me my start as an attorney 20 years ago, the framing contractors. Everyone used to look at that as they, they got to be the, the the worst construct, you know, right. unsafe. They're down on the list below all the other commercial and heavy industry and big hitters. And Remodelers, Re roofing, yeah. everything. The yeah. framers are, are, they're in the top 10, but they're not at the yeah, top. They're number seven now. Right. And if you would ask anecdotally, any inspector, probably even still today, if they haven't seen this data, they, they may say that's the number one. And so uh, kudos to my framing contractors out there. Gotta love our framers. <laughs> And when we look at construction industries and the top standards that they're being cited for, not just all businesses in California, but if we talk about those construction companies, their top citations, actually heat illness, IIPP, code of safe practices, all that, that's really the top. They're most likely to be hit on heat illness. Yeah. That's where the sweeps are happening, right? Right. Uh, especially, you know, summertime and across Southern California. We also pull some data on the top citations by city. I don't think anybody should be surprised that Los Angeles is number one by far, almost uh, double San Francisco. But San Diego is not far behind Los Angeles, Kevin. What, I, I think San Diego is aggressive down there. What do you think? Yeah. And so I, and it's interesting, before I ever saw this, and you asked me who the top two most difficult right, the, offices, right. I, I would say L.A. and San Diego. I'll, I would have flipped them. I would have said San Diego's number one and Los Angeles number two, although that didn't fare it out here. Right. So the, the data kind of proved your gut feel. Deeper than kind of these citation penalty inspection data, we're able to also, with the Department of Labor information and data, take a look at trends about trials and settlements. And nationally, this is across FedOSHA and state plans, about 2% go to trial, 1.9%. This is the same 2012 to 2022. And the average number of days to go to trial is less than a year, 341 days for going to trial. And uh, I think that includes, obviously, a lot of FedOSHA cases. But when we switch and we look at California, what I think is interesting, we still have about 1.7% of our cases go to trial, but we're talking about it taking almost 460 days 
to go to trial. So longer in California, which I think clients... That's an average. Yeah, uh, right. 50% oh, take yeah. twice as long. Right. <laughs> and I like talking about that because I, I think sometimes we do have to kind of level set with big national employers who think we're going to go a bit faster than we do. Yeah. And I think something else that is important to recognize here is two things. One is this doesn't count the six months. This is from the peel. Right. So remember that this thing started usually six, seven months before right. the appeal is, is is filed. So attack another six months on that because that end, ends up being now over two years. And then the other thing is, remember, going to trial doesn't mean finishing trial. Right. And so you may have your first day and all you do put on the record is the jurisdictional documents right. so that the state can get their credit for starting the trial. And you may still not finish it for another right. six months or a year. I agree. And I think it's important for people to know that if you're litigating in California, you have Cal OSHA citations, you've appealed them, it's going to take longer than maybe what you've typically experienced. And then talking about slow process, as we close out here, uh, Tim pulled some data, not just about Cal OSHA trials, but about willful citations. If willful citations go to trial, it's even five months longer. So you're, you're talking about cases that take longer and actually 11.7% of willful citations go to trial. And that makes sense to me because there's more at stake, right? Like, yeah. like you've talked about. Yeah. And, you know, the uh, settlement approval process is... 10 rolls of red tape on right. the state side to get an approval for a settlement. And then most people aren't wanting to settle for the willful. It's easy to get some dollars off, but you don't want a willful on your record because the next time around, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Yes. And so it makes sense to me that the bigger percentage of willfuls go to trial and that, you know, those are very steep penalties with that average penalty amount for willfuls going up since 2012 to 2022. For those packages that have the willfuls, it, they've gone up over 10 years from maybe averaging around $30,000 to now at resolution, it's over 80. Yeah. And, and I want to, uh, something that I don't think is ferreted out in this either is this average penalty. Keep in mind, you can have a willful general. Yes. So when if you have a willful serious, it's going to be probably over a hundred thousand. If you have a willful general, it's probably going to start at around thirty-five thousand mm -hmm. or forty thousand. And so that skews this uh this average penalty because it doesn't separate out the two. And that's something to think about uh as well. That's a good point, Kevin. And so in closing, you know, the OSHA tracker is certainly a handy tool for employers. We do blog posts about this data. Um, we do presentations on this data. I think it's very helpful for employers for allocating resources and understanding risk, understanding Cal OSHA litigation, and really just being a little more educated. Well, I'd like to thank you all for listening to Karen and I talk about safety by the numbers. Look for our blog articles on Ogletree.com. We have recorded webinars related to Cal OSHA and workplace safety issues. Uh, that are available. We have quite a few other workplace safety podcasts, including a primer on Cal OSHA. If you just want to find out how Cal OSHA works, things that deal with accidents, fatalities, hearings, 
all sorts of things. So have a great day and stay safe. Thank you for joining us on the Ogletree Deacons podcast. You can subscribe to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts or through your favorite podcast service. Please consider rating and reviewing so that we may continue to provide the content that covers your needs. And remember, the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as legal advice.